Yes, we do. Every single Saturday. On these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. This is Citizen Watch on Merced's News Talk 107. Point three FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. KYOS, that's for you, Maryland. Every single Saturday on these airwaves, we try to do something new. 6 AM, something new on the 18th of April, 2020. That was at three days after taxes were due, but uh, the federal government and the state government, I believe, have given us a extension on our taxes for those that haven't filed them yet. Also, in the news was the revelation that the uh, Board of Supervisors had. <laughs> had a lot this week. Poor Scotty Silvera. Oh, Chihuahua, we'll talk about that later. But uh, late property tax penalty canceled in Merced County due to the COVID-19. This is good news uh, for a lot of folks. As you know, the assault on property owners, oh, oh it, it's, it's not going to end. It's not going to end. It's going to go on and on and on especially here in California, because you're the last ones. We, we are the last ones with any money. That's when any equity. They've sucked the equity out of everything. They want to go after the business owners in November. Of course, the assault in the last election, what was it, March 3rd, March 4th? People, uh, they didn't march forth into the more taxation the realm of more taxation, which was on the ballot, not only here in Merced County, the city of Atwater, city of Merced, well, all the cities, because the measure J, that was the Merced, call it the failed, the failed bond measure that was floated by the college, what, 40, (laughs) 40 years, 40 years. Look how much has changed in two months, three months. And they wanted a 40-year bond, not a, not a person over there except for the security guard and the, the stray cats now. Distance learning, that's the, the new mantra that we're going to hear. Remote learning, distance learning, I don't know. I guess you still got to drive. You got to drive to a bus or the parking lot to download the assignments. In this age of, uh, what are we up to, 5G, 6G? I guess we haven't spent enough Gs over there at MCOE to give every kid internet access. Talk about caught flat-footed. Now we're going to have Sesame Street every morning on the uh, on the TV. They're going to bring, uh, you know, they're going to teach the teachers how to teach. They're going to teach the kids how to uh, how to learn. I, I <laughs> but you can still go to school to get that free box of milk, the, uh, the lunch. Of course, we need to support our dairy. Just sad what's going on with dairy farming. Really, all aspects. Crops literally rotting in the field. Reminds you of that old country song, you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. The economy picked a fine time to go south. Boy, don't we all wish, wish for the economy, the boom, 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 the gilded age we were in just three short months ago. I think we all do. We hear it at the meetings. We hear it at the local levels. Let's get back to work. Let's get back to business. Come on. We've been sitting home long enough. <laughs> it's, hey, you don't, uh, preaching to the choir here. I'm lucky enough, I feel, to at least have something to break up the day. Come in here and talk to folks on the morning news, which, again, I really appreciate people listening to 
every morning from 6 to 7 on these airwaves, on your mobile device, streaming, whatever you want to do. We've got it covered. I think we're even on Alexa now. She listens to everything. Glad we don't have one of those here in the studio. But uh, anyway, if you want to listen to the news, that's five days a week. Six to seven, we've preempted an hour of Glenn Beck, which I don't think anybody's missed, quite frankly. Anyway, it, uh, you know, it gives me something to do to come in here and talk to you guys. The citizens of Merced, the good citizens of Merced, the folks out there that are sheltering in place. Most people are. Most people are. You go to the uh, home improvement stores. My word, I had to go over in there, get some supplies, and it was just packed. Really loading up the bark, the, the pebbles, the, the potting soil, whatever, any, whatever the people are doing out there, the trees, the shrubs, because it's spring. And uh, people are antsy. They're sitting at home. They're looking at the yard, all the honeydews they wanted to do over the years. Now's the time. So it's uh, still the social distancing uh, fairly well, fairly good. And I think that shows in the numbers here in Merced. Only three deaths so far. The infection rate keeps going up. Talking to Dr. Kristen Sullivan over there at the Merced County Health Department. She's the supervising epidemiologist. Had a nice interview with her on Community Conversations this week, which again you can hear from 7 to 8 every Saturday, usually with Roger Wood. But uh, just out of precaution, we're not letting Roger in this. No, we're not letting anybody in the studio, so I have to take over those duties. If we could get Roger conference call capability, we might hear his voice someday, but he's working on that technology. It's kind of like Joe Biden over there. (laughs) I'm lucky he picks up the phone, quite frankly. But anyway, Dr. Kristen Sullivan, she indicated that as long as the infection rate keeps increasing, which it uh, unfortunately is daily, not so much the deaths or the recovery. Recoveries are good. Recoveries are good, but the infection rate going up until that plateaus, starts going down, and again, we're talking about a two-week period, then we're not really going to be looking at opening things up. And I, hey, I want to open things up worse than anybody. <laughs> I, I told everybody last week, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not the most outgoing guy, but sometimes I do like to get out, you know, uh, get out of the house, and there's just nowhere to go. It's just uh, really... No events, no fundraisers, no, no. Uh, you know, there's a, a race coming up here in November, no political things. It's really, 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 uh, really, really strange. I know I kind of digressed here a little bit from the late tax, property tax penalty again, talking about the assault on property owners in the last election, the failed tax measures. One was a sales tax measure, really, city of Atwater. What was that, measure O? We had J-O, the O-J-O on the ballot there. For most of, uh, well, for Atwater, they had they had both measures. And uh, handily defeated on the sales tax measure 1% to keep funding the police and fire. So again, maybe that uh, was, uh, I don't know, fortuitous that those measures weren't enacted, weren't passed. I believe they could start collecting uh, in the next year. But that won't happen. Again, Karen Adams over there who really... What did she say? It was kind of interesting here. Uh, bah, 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 bah. As a citizen, Karen says, as a citizen, my heart is full of compassion for everyone impacted, including businesses, 
Because again, this tax forgiveness on the penalties, not on the tax, but on the penalties, is for everybody. But she says, as a tax collector, I am bound by the code. So, uh, you know, you take the oath. You are elected to the position, which she is. Uh, you know, you have to do certain things. And these are, these are hard things to do, obviously, when you're in the middle of a, a pandemic where what record number of people have lost their job. Folks, it's a... <laughs> we used to tease last time, is it a recession or a depression? You know, it's a recession when your neighbor loses his job. But when you lose your job, it's a depression. Well, look around. Look around. A lot of people have lost their jobs, neighbors, friends. It's, 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 it's BAD out there. But uh, she went on to say, there's no doubt that I will frustrate some applicants regretfully. And what she's talking about is the proof that you need to submit with the form for forgiveness. You know, I've always been the, uh, <laughs> always been the big believer. Ask forgiveness, not permission. So if you're already a delinquent, now your only choice to ixnay the penalty, which, uh, what is the penalty? It seems like it's a pretty pretty tough one there. What is it, like 5% or something like that? Gosh, I could have swore it said in here somewhere. Anyway, point being is you have to have some proof of the uh, 5%. Oh, no, tax collection is currently 5% behind compared to April 13th of last year. So far, the county has collected $127 in property tax from residents. You know, God bless the Sunstar. Their, their typesetter must have, I don't know if they came over from the Times or not there, but I believe it should say $127 million. I hope it's, I hope it's more than $127. Bucks. I wouldn't even pay the, the mileage for Silvera to drive in from the west side for a, a week over there. But no, I think it's $127 million they've taken in. But again, revenue's coming in a little behind Last year, aren't they? Well, yeah, because again, people people are tied. But again, uh, penalty, I don't know, it's 2 3%, something like that. But here's what you have to have. This is so funny. Well, it's kind of hot comical to me. Examples of ex- uh, acceptable document, uh, documentation include, but are not limited to, so, you know, a little flexibility here, a doctor's note showing hospitalization or orders to isolate or quarantine. Well... Haven't we uh, all been ordered to isolate or quarantine? I don't know. Is there a doctor out there? Is that like getting the old uh, 420 prescriptions I used to hear? <laughs> you show up over there at the alarm clock and, uh, I don't know, they move, what, 40, 50 people a minute through? <laughs> Is that maybe one of those will, maybe one of those will work out. Number two, a hospital release. <laughs> Man, if you got a release, you made it, baby. A hospital release form indicating date of admission, employment notification letters related to COVID-19, or an unemployment insurance claim letter. Now, if you're lucky enough to get through on the unemployment uh, website without it crashing or your information being lost, make sure you have a printer. Make sure you bought ink. <laughs> God bless them. Now, let's see. The employment notification letters relating to COVID-19. Doesn't everybody have one of those that has a job? Okay. Here's, here's where it, uh, you know, and there is some discretion. You know, where she, she can't, you know, I mean, come on. Not everybody's going to have a valid excuse. Here's, here's a not valid excuse. Pre-existing financial conditions are not covered 
by the penalty cancellation. Karen says your first tax installment must be in good standing to qualify. That means the check had to clear, okay? It had to be the full the full uh, first payment. That was due, what, December 10th. It was the delinquent day on that. Second one was April 10th, last Friday. Week from Friday. Week from last Friday. Keep forgetting I'm talking to you folks on Saturday morning. A rainy Saturday morning, by the way. It's going to clear up, though. Your first payment must be in good standing to qualify. Therefore, not all financial hardships will be eligible for relief of the penalty. So if you haven't made that first payment, you got some tax problems, you can't talk to John Pedrozo anymore about delinquent taxes. He's not on the BOS anymore. No, he's, uh, I don't know what, what are, he's on some board over there. Anyway, uh, or here in the county, oh, college board, that's right, <laughs> college board. So uh, let's see, what are we talking, any taxes? Taxes. So if you haven't made the first payment and you got some tax issues, well, that's too bad. But if you haven't made that second payment, they may, uh, they may uh, uh, forgive that penalty. Approved applicants are still responsible, still responsible for the property taxes. Payments must be made in full with the penalty cancellation request no later than June 10th. So let's use our MCOE math here. It's April. Let's just round it up to the 20th. So April to May, that's 30. May to June... But they said the 10th, the 20th would be too much. I don't know. It's more than 30 days. Let's just put it that way. If denied, payment will be returned to the individual. And they will be responsible for the full payment plus late fees by June 30th. So June 30th is it. Grace period's over. History. Oh, we got to get out of this segment. Can you believe I've rattled on here for 15 minutes? I'm sure you can. Oh, no, not this song again. <laughs> I got to get a new CD. Hey, folks, we're out of time for the first segment of Citizen Watch. And I want to let you know the request for penalty cancellation form can be found on the county treasurer tax collector website. Well, she has as many titles as uh, Barb over there. The completed, no, she only has two, Barb has four. The completed request with documentation and payment can be mailed or dropped off if you dare at 2222 M Street. That's the Death Star over there on M Street, right by the post office. Uh, that's it. We're out of time. We'll be right back. Stick with us through the break. I'm Casey Steed, Citizen Watch, Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Queen and a crashing blow from a huge right hand sent a Louisiana fella to the promised land. Big John. Big John. Big John. Big bad John. Big John. Then came the day at the bottom of the mine when a timber cracked and men started crying. Through the dust and the smoke of this man-made hell walked a giant of a man that the miners knew well, grabbed a sagging timber and gave out with a groan, and like a giant oak tree just stood there alone, Big John. Big John. Big John. Big bad John. Hey, here we are, Saturday morning. Ah, what is it? The uh, 18th of April, 2020. So happy to have you here with me. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. Yeah, we got to get ready for the next segment. I can't believe it. Uh, it's a roulette here with the CD player, whether it works or not. What are we? Second segment of Citizen Watch, 6 a.m. So happy you're here uh, up early. If you're listening live or in real time. If you're not able to, well, let me tell you what you can do. What we got going out here? Oh, okay. Uh, what we uh, do is we put the shows up on our internet, on our 
platform, our on-demand platform, which is located at 1480kyos.com. It's our website. Uh, you can listen in real time. What do they call that? Streaming from any uh, device, your phone. You get the. Uh, I don't think you need an app. I'm not sure. I don't listen on my phone. I listen on the radio. So uh, it's one of those deals where if you want to listen to the old Citizen Watch, you click on the Citizen Watch banner. It's right there. It says, what does it say? Citizen Watch. Click on it. There's all the shows. We're up to uh, 80. <laughs> this is, I'll tell you, we're, we're getting into triple digits. It's going to be hard for me here. 81 uh, today. So that means there's 80 up there, right? You want to listen to them. If that doesn't get you through the month of April, I don't know what will. Hopefully, uh, you'll be ready. You'll be ready to get out of the house by then. Of course, you can listen to our complete lineup live on Saturday morning, 6 to 7 as well. This show, Citizen Watch, 7 to 8. Roger Wood usually uh, gives us uh, six great segments of what's going on in Merced County when something's going on. I tell you, lately, the social calendar has been blank, and it's no fun. I I understand it's no fun for a lot of folks, and especially those nonprofits that rely on on fundraisers. Hopefully we'll have 4th of July, huh? The fireworks booth that everybody uh, complains about. Let's see what comes on. Oh, 8 to 9.30 is me. Two shows. 8 to 9 is one. Then 9 to 9.30. The bonus half hour, we call it. Some people buy it. Some people don't. They stay for a while. They go. And then when it's uh, just sitting there all alone, like a, an orphan child, we pick it back up. And then 9.30 to 10. Who's been with ever since I've been here at the station? I can remember real living today with Dr. Bob. Hey, you know, sad. <sighs> I hate to bring the audience down, but sad, uh, sad things happen all the time. And one of the people that used to be on these airwaves, uh, used to hear all the time. And I had the pleasure of recording her. Uh, several times just before she moved and after she moved up to Oregon. Her name was Jackie McDonald. Uh, She was a longtime Merced resident who was a passionate defender for victims of violent crime and their families. Her husband was an airline pilot. They lived back in, I believe it was Minnesota, before a tragic incident forever changed her life in March of 1988. Now, that's going back a long time, folks. This is 2020. That's, uh, that's a lot of years. She had a daughter, Debbie Whitlock, who was murdered in her home in Modesto. Uh, her husband, uh, Dennis, moved from Minnesota. Jackie began working tirelessly to help law enforcement catch her daughter's killer. It took nine years for somebody to come forward after her constant advocacy for victims' rights, not only other victims, but hers, because of uh, what happened in her life in 1988 when her daughter was murdered. And she had a show on these airwaves, Victim's Voice. A lot of people remember it. She used to have Mark Pazin in, former Sheriff Mark Pazin. She used to have uh, people from the police department, the Merced Police Department. Anybody that would come in, she would get to talk about these cold cases, unsolved cases here in Merced County. And there were a lot, and there are a lot. And she got national attention, of course, local attention. She was tenacious. 
if, if anybody had the opportunity to meet that woman, I'll tell you, she was an incredible spirit, tireless, would very opinionated. I love that about her, being somebody who likes to get their opinions out. She was wonderful and had nothing to apologize for. She said here in the paper, when you want something, be the biggest pain in their ass. She told the Sun Star during a victim's rights ceremony in 2017, and don't apologize to anyone. Don't apologize to anyone. And she did it, like I say, nine years after her daughter's death, Debbie Whitlock. A witness came forward leading to the arrest of Scott Avery Fizzle. Fizzle was convicted of the murder and sentenced to 36 years in prison, where I hope he stays for the rest of his life. What he did to the wit to the McDonald family and to Debbie. Well, again, knowing her as not only a, a radio show host, but as a mother and a, a victim of a horrific murder. I don't understand how Governor Newsom can pardon these folks. I understand time goes by, but I hope this is one guy that he never gets around to pardoning before he's out of office. Mark Pazin, we all know him. He had a show here on these airwaves for many, many years. He said in the paper, she had this gentle persistence, this do not give up attitude. She was willing to listen to other people's pain. Meanwhile, she had her own pain going through her own horrifying experience, losing Debbie to a murder. Pazin said oftentimes when he'd go out during his time as sheriff in Merced, people would come up to him and tell him to give their love to Jackie for keeping their sons, for keeping their daughters, for keeping their loved ones in her thoughts, and also the thoughts of our listeners in the community. It was therapeutic for Jackie, and it always ensured other people had a voice who were victims of violent crimes. Pazin said it's hard to measure the importance of McDonald's weekly show. She hated the term cold case. She would always tell me, no, Sheriff, these aren't not cold cases. We need to keep them active. And I would say, yes, Jackie, you are correct. I would have to watch the way I talk to her. Because she'd let you know if she didn't like what she heard. If she didn't like your answer, if she didn't think that enough effort was being made, she would let you know. And her tenacity, her persistence, well, not only solved her daughter's case, but helped in many others, brought in many leads. Many, many, many things were, were done by her presence, and now she's gone. She was 88 years old. Excuse me, 86. She died on March 11th up in Grants Pass, Oregon. She's going to be taken to Evergreen Funeral Home in Memorial Park here in, in Merced once the coronavirus pandemic has passed. So many people are having to put off celebrations of life, things like that. And that's why it's so important to celebrate life while we're with people, while we're here, while we're together. I know it's hard to be together right now, but you know what I'm saying while we're alive. So I was really saddened to see this. This really broke my heart. 
when this came across the newswire last week, this past week, uh, she died March 11th. I don't know if I said that. Uh, it's been over a month. The news just trickled down here, and I'm glad it did. So often people leave our community, and we don't know, let alone the ones that retire and kind of disappear from the very public lives they might have led in a different time. And this was one person that had a tremendous impact on the community. Again, if you've never seen or been a victim of a violent crime, you just don't know how it affects people and the surrounding survivors, the people that are left behind to deal with those kind of things. So again, it was very, very sad. I called the old host of her show to let him know about the news. He was very, obviously, uh, heartbroken. Wanted to let everybody know that uh, she she really was a tremendous spirit. He, Steve Kovard, person that used to do what I do here now, the engineer for KYOS, a really great guy, doing very well. Just to let people know, he's he's uh, he's okay. He's uh, up in. The northern part of the United States, northwest corner up there, doing really well. Uh, but again, it was it was uh, it was it was a it was a shock, just a shock. She's such a personality. You know, there's some people you meet that are just have so much energy, you just can't imagine uh, them not being with us anymore. Like I say, tireless advocate, 18 years, 18 years. It was just. Uh, 2014, 2015, her husband finally retired. He was an airline pilot, retired, and they had always, you know, he entertained her uh, desires uh, during a, a long period of time, and, and it was, uh, you know, like every good marriage, it's a, it's a 50-50 or, or better. And uh, they, they had made the agreement years ago to move, to retire to Grants Pass, Oregon, which I understand is a beautiful, beautiful area, man, so many people. That I used to know in the, uh, well, before the turn of the century, to sound like uh, somebody really been around a long time, 80s, 90s, a lot of people went up to Oregon. You had to take off your California plates. They didn't like you up there. Seems like they had a green plate with mountains on it. Everybody loved that joint. So anyway, she went up there with her husband, retired. They've been up there for, well, since 14, 15. We tried to do the show over the phone a couple of times. Just just couldn't swing it. Um of course, a lot of things changed at the station, as you know, with a lot of our shows. I was thinking back when I heard that Jackie had passed. Uh, we used to have Kim McMillian uh, on about the arts in the Valley. We had, of course, Sheriff Pazin on weekly. He, he would not, you know, he, he never missed a show, I don't think. Then we had the alternates, uh, John and Josh, and some of the uh, supervisors. Well, one of the supervisors was on. Quite often, I believe uh, Josh Pedroza was on as a council member. Uh, we used to have uh, other shows, and then that's kind of how they found me, trying to fill in a, a, an open slot there somewhere. Oh, we used to have uh, Kingsley from the Merced College. We had another, gosh, another guy that used to come over from the college. We had some really great, really great local programming, unfortunately, budget constraints and Advertising revenue just don't allow us to to do those things. But again, I wanted to pass on, folks may remember, I know they do, Jackie McDonald and her story. 
a tragic story that had a silver lining, if there can be one, with the perpetrator of the crime being brought to justice. And uh, too often we, we see that not happening. Well, I tell you now, with the release from Fresno, uh, Merced, we have no bail because of this COVID situation where we don't want to bring these, uh, this virus into a closed, locked facility closed facilities. Not good. You see what's happening in the nursing homes. Amazing. Some of the death rates, some of the states, New Jersey, New York, 50% of the deaths are out of these nursing homes. So the jails, uh, very, very, very similar dorm-like situation. But the crime, uh, the balance, you know, letting these folks out that haven't really paid for their crime really makes you wonder if we're hopefully, hopefully not creating a better, a bigger situation. Kind of the argument about the economy. You know, when do we open up? When do we open up? When do we get back to keeping people in jail? Anyway, so sad to hear about the passing of Jackie McDonald. Our Citizen Watch condolences go out to her family. Well, we're done with this segment. Another one in the can. 6 a.m. Halfway through it. We'll be back after the break. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM 1480 AM KYOS. Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM 1480 AM KYOS. Yosemite, a lot of mountainsides up there. And we hope you stay alive. I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's dicey, dicey, folks. Watching the uh, Board of Supervisors meeting. Hoo Chihuahua. I'll tell you. Hey, Scotty, you know, I, uh, excuse me, Supervisor Silvera. District, uh, you still represent what a district five over there? Unbelievable, man. Woo. What did he start off the whole thing with? I know I probably shouldn't say anything. <laughs> Maybe not. Saves an apology. It's amazing how big those feet are when you try to eat them. But hey, look, I get it. A little frustration. You know, everybody wants the, uh, the paid summer off, but, uh, <laughs> Ooh, the frustrations overflowed in the uh, four-plus-hour meeting. I'll tell you, you know, when they're uh, sitting three or four chairs apart there, there's no audience. Well, there never is. It's really kind of funny, you know, we're not allowing any public in here. Hell, there never is any public in there unless they're protesters or some, you know, grassroots organization funded by 
somebody uh, with an axe to grind. There's never any public in there at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. Give me a break. And they're lucky if they're there past, oh, I don't know, the half-hour point. You're not going to miss the second half of the prices right. Let's just put it that way. It's one of those deals now. Four hours. Oh, my Lord. You see the eyes glaze over. McDaniel, he hasn't moved in 30 minutes. You're wondering what goes on in there. Well, watch it. Watch it. It's on the Merced County website. All you do is punch in your, uh, what does they call that? Uh, what is What do they, man, my, my grammar. You think math's bad. I had trouble ever. I could barely read. The uh, search bar. Plug in the Merced County Board of Supervisors agendas or meetings or anything like that and it'll pop up go to the 2020 schedule and you want to catch that april 14th meeting it's four hours a little long you can skip through a lot of it uh you know but it's it's kind of fun the first part right off the giddy up uh, about the 10 minute mark uh, really good presentation by county public health and again the acknowledgement of how important law enforcement is to this whole operation and Vern Warnke was invited up by the head of public health. And I can tell you that he gave a great, great presentation in about five minutes. And at the end, got very heartfelt about his situation he's going through on a personal level that many, many people know about. And uh, he's given everything over to God, as we have in this situation as a nation. And it was just a moving, moving, moving presentation and it was so wonderful to see the cooperation between county public health the other departments and law enforcement law enforcement is not bad law enforcement is not bad and we need their help now and i know that oh i have i have probably lost so many listeners you know you're you're not for the first and the second amendment you know the right to assemble you know we have yeah you know you do and uh, we can push it you know we can protest we see this in other states you know i hope those people don't get sick Because there is no vaccine, there is no cure, there is no real good remedy that we know right now, other than some uh, Tylenol and a respirator. Now, if you want one of those, you know, if you want a ventilator, you want something that, uh, you know, does the breathing for you, I've seen that. I've seen that. It's no fun. My mother, when she, uh, before she passed away, she was on a ventilator. Not good. Not good. You know, they talk about the, you got 10 minutes to say goodbye. That's how it goes. That's how it goes, because when they intubate you, as they call it, you know, they put a tube in you, intubate, get it? Well, you can't talk. You can look around, you can stare at people, but you can't say anything. You tap the fingers, you know, write on a piece of chalk, I don't know, but you can't talk. So they were going to do that to my mom, and uh, they said, you know, I didn't know that. What do I know? So they go, uh, you know, you might want to say something. Now, what, what, why? This is just, uh, you know, we're just doing this for a while, right? So I went over and, uh, you know, she grabbed me by the collar and she goes, come here, son. And she pulled me close. I thought she was going to say something to me and she kissed me. And she told me she loved me and that was it. The last time I heard her voice. So this is real serious stuff. I wouldn't want anybody to go through that. Believe me, I didn't want to. So when we're asked to socially distance for a month, two months, boy, I wish if that's all it took to keep people around that you really love, well, 
it's a small sacrifice. So the sheriff's speech at the Merced County Board of Supervisors meeting last Tuesday brought it home. And if you don't get it by now, well, our infection rate is continuing to go up. The deaths, thank God, have not. The recoveries continue to go up. The deaths have not. Thank God. Thank God. And we have to thank the citizens for staying at home. I know it's very difficult. I know the economy is suffering. I know many of you want to get back to work. But this is very, very serious. And county public health, again, the Board of Supervisors meeting, you know, it may seem boring. <laughs> Maybe I'm one of the only 10 people that watch this thing, but I'm telling you, and I'm not talking about the Silvera incident. That's just, that's just hilarious. It's a, it was offensive. I'm not, I'm not belittling it, but I just can't believe how Supervisor Silvera, uh, you know, well, I'm sure a lot of people learned a lot of things from that. But regarding public health, the presentation, which took up a good majority of the, of the meeting, we're still in a very serious situation. We talked about getting the economy back going on. Here's the, here's the, the dirty secret, folks. We're going to need to know who's had this thing, who hasn't. Who has the little antibodies? I cracked up Dr. Sullivan with County Health telling her my joke, why do aardvarks not get sick? Because they're full of antibodies. She hadn't heard that one before. Anyway, the point is, is we need to know who out there. I mean, we're going to be checked with temperature cages when we go into events. You imagine that going over to the crab feed? Well, you're, you're 99, I think. You're over the limit. Hey, can you shoot me again? You know, go out, rub some ice on your head. I mean, what it, it's going to, when they talk about the new normal, man, I hear, what is normal? It's like rainfall in California. There is no normal. When's the next pandemic? When's, I was going to read to folks, I don't have time, about the bubonic plague. Remember that one? Remember that one up in Yosemite not that long ago? Breaks out every once in a while. You know, some camper gets bit, a flea, something. That started in San Francisco way back, well, 1900, not that long ago. And we're still dealing with that. And boy, you talk about a Chamber of Commerce moment when a couple of park visitors kick off because a, a rat bit them or, or, you know, a squirrel, a flea from a squirrel. <laughs> That's not good. That's not a National Park Service moment. So this thing is really going to affect commerce going forward for who knows how long. County Mental Health, man, she get uh, the lady that I don't mean she, the, the lady that gets up there, and I apologize for not having your name right here in front of me in my massive show notes, but uh, she said it's going to be three years, three years dealing with the impact, the mental health fallout, the domestic violence, the child abuse. It's it's horrible when when the public health department gets up there and talks about the impact of this thing just. If it were to end today, if it were to end today, it's going to continue for three years. And we see that now. I got a guy over here on 21st Street with plastic bags on his head that we haven't been able to fix. That situation. And now we're going to have all of this influx into a mental health system that is woefully, woefully inadequate. And I don't mean underfunded. <laughs> no, no, no. Go on uh, Real California or whatever that Real Cheese, Cows are Happy, whatever that uh, website is that shows the pay. Oh, yeah, go to Merced County. See who the top 
See who the top, uh, <laughs> just see where your tax money goes, man. Mental health, mental health. Like I say, it's not that it isn't funded. Remember that nice facility we built over there? Take care of five counties. Five counties here in Merced? Yeah, like that isn't going to be enough. And don't get me started. Don't get me started on the money, the moolah, the dinero, the green, the greenbacks that are going to the homeless at this time. Putting them all up in hotels, three meals a day. Hey, you got guys over here that lost their jobs at a restaurant, aren't getting that kind of help. What is good? I mean, oh boy, I'll take, no, let's. How much time do we got left? So anyway, there's a lot. There's a lot that's going to change because of this, and it was just so refreshing to see the embracing of our law enforcement community. And again, I know there's been some lawsuits filed by the faith-based groups. You know, you can't tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah, and then I read some stories about some of these uh, preachers, some of these guys, men of the cloth. You know, they're dead. They're dead because of getting together, caught the COVID. You know, they were going to use that shield of faith. Well, I, <laughs> like I say, is it worth it? Is it, is it worth it? Intubation, not a fun thing. At least I was able to say goodbye in person. She grabbed me by the collar. Not by an iPad. They didn't even have those back then. There was no iPad back then. Well, I guess there, there's ways to say goodbye now. So if you want to go that route, go for it. Go for it. Tell me all about your first and second and third and Fourth Amendment rights. It's kind of like the HIPAA situation that's going on, the Health in uh, Privacy Public Act. I don't know what it is. Something, you know, you can't tell people how they're injured, what the, you know, it used to be you see an auto accident, you know, Joe Blow. You know, ran a stop sign, uh, broken femur, right leg, taken to the hospital. Everything's going to be, oh, you can't say that. No, 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 no. You know, because 20 years from now, Joe Blow may have a, you know, workers' comp incident, may have a, you know, PI lawyer trying to help him out, you know, to win the big windfall. And they go back, they find the Sunstar article. Well, hey, you know, you uh, rolled through the light there at Child's and uh, got hit. And that's the same leg you're, uh, you know, kind of claiming now. So because of HIPAA, we can't release, we, the public, can't release any information, even as it gets to specific location. Some of these small communities, uh, you get in Mariposa, a bad example because they've had zero cases, zero deaths, but you get into some of these small communities and you say, hey, you know, four people are sick. They know who it is. Yeah, that's Bob down the street. You know, he hasn't been out. Uh, you know, everybody, <laughs> helicopters over his house, drones, whatever they're using to make sure you... You don't uh, walk off the property, breathe on somebody. So with HIPAA, they don't allow that information to go out. And it's been really frustrating to a lot of leaders, i.e. mayors, supervisors, those type of things, because they don't know what to tell the folks. Because people think, hey, it's not here, you know, in uh, wherever. It's not bad. Whatever municipality, I don't want to pick one out. But wherever it is, you know, hey, there's nothing here. We don't think, you know, it's just east side, west side. Well, now they've, they've gotten real specific. And I'm glad, I'm glad they have, and they need to relax those restrictions. Like they said, you know, you have rights, but not all the time. Not all the time. And, and I, I know that's hard for some people. Again, I, I don't know how many listeners I've lost. But uh, if you're listening, that means you're alive. 
And uh, to me, that's the most important thing. I've lost a lot of people in my life, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So let's just, you know, try to get through this. Public health, the sheriff. You know, we saw this guy out in Winton try to hold church services. Again, the faith-based community. That shield of faith. Well, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. But uh, let's just have a little faith in, in the uh, powers to be right now. And let's get through this. But we're out of time. The 6 a.m. hour of Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steed. Voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Hopefully you can uh, listen to the 8 AM hour. If not, catch us online. See you later. Bye-bye. I'm not expecting to go flowers in the desert, but I can look and breathe and see the light.